the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 125. And first of all, I have to say, Happy Easter. You know, Easter is such a great example of, it's an example of hope. And so this episode's actually entitled, Hope in Good Things to Come. Now, Easter is the day that Christ rose from, from the dead. You know, that he, he rose from the grave after three days. And one of my favorite titles for the Savior is the high priest of good things to come. I, I know as single people, and I know there's lots of people that listen to this that aren't even, that aren't even single, and that's totally fine. This podcast is really just about finding joy in whatever state of life you're in. I want you to know that no matter what it is that you are going through, whether that's you've been single for a long time, whether that's you just got out of a relationship, whether that's you just got divorced, whatever it is, I want you to know that you are not alone. I want you to know that your situation right now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that he's smiting you. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It just means that people make choices. And sometimes it's our choices and other times it's other, pe- other people's choices. But just because your life is not exactly where you want it to be in this moment doesn't mean that it won't be. So hope in good things to come. There is always hope. Always. There's a quote by an early religious leader of mine named Joseph Smith that says, Never be discouraged. If I were sunk in the lowest pits of Nova Scotia, with the Rocky Mountains piled on me, I would hang on, exercise faith, and keep up good courage, and I would come out on top. I was listening to a podcast, or not not a podcast, but I was listening to a lesson from one of my mentors, Michael Neal, and he was talking about how the word courage, it actually has, the word cur is actually French, the French root, or something like that for heart. And it's so true, guys. When we take our heart out of the game, when we take our heart out of our lives, there is no hope. And, and why do we do it? Well, we do it because once you've been punched in the face so many times, after a while, you just don't feel like getting up anymore. So how do you get up? Well, first of all, you know, hope, I kind of see hope as the opposite of discouragement. And if you listen to the podcast episode last week about discouragement and about how it's nothing but a check engine light, hope is not permanent and neither is discouragement. I'm sure you guys have seen one of your favorite movies where it seems that all is lost for the character. It seems that nothing is going to work. And then it does. Well, I like to think that Heavenly Father is a pretty amazing story writer. In the same way that he keep, we get keep suspense and stuff in movies, he might even keep in real life. 
And why does he do it when we think everything is lost? Because he wants us to turn to him. You know, the Lord is just waiting for you to turn to him to give you hope. And it doesn't matter how many times, like, we get this idea in our head that God is up there, like, trying to smite us. Like, every chance he gets, he's like, oh, I'm going to smite you. Uh Uh-oh, you said that word. I'm going to smite you. (gasps) Oh, no, you didn't do exactly what you said you were going to do. I'm going to smite you. Oh, you were, you were mean to that person. You said something you shouldn't have. Oh, I'm going to smite you. One of my favorite things about reading the Book of Mormon is how many things I learned that I never saw before. And the thing that struck me this morning as I was listening to the Book of Mormon was in 2 Nephi chapter 27, verse 25. Actually, yeah, so I'll start with this part and then I'll go to a different part. But it says at the end of this verse, their fear towards me, so this is essentially the Lord speaking, their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of men. You know, so the world for many years has taught us to fear and, you know, be afraid of God. Now, there's a difference between having a respect for God than being afraid. I don't, I look at Heavenly Father as our perfect father. I don't think he wants us to be afraid. Afraid of what's going to happen, afraid of the future, afraid of anything. For when we have faith and just move forward, stuff that we're afraid of just doesn't bother us as much anymore. And and I really have seen that, guys. I've really seen that lately, that it's like things that would have bothered me and I would have worried about. And it's like, no. It's okay. Well, this is the other cool part about this. So in verse 23 in 2 Nephi 27, it says, For behold, I am God, and I am a God of miracles. And I will show unto the world that I am the same yesterday and to today and forever. And I work not among the children of men, save it be according to their faith. So God is a God of miracles. No, he works with us where we are. He really does. You know, in those moments of discouragement, it, it, it is, it's a time to just be still. And if you're still, like, one really cool trick that I've, I've learned, and if you guys want to try this, as long as you're not driving, you can try this. Um... I want you to just notice wherever discouragement or any yuckier feeling is in your body. And if you want to, as long as you're not driving, you can close your eyes. And if you are driving, do this later. But I want you to just notice like where in your body you're feeling that discouragement or anxiety or whatever it is like along those lines. And I want you to do nothing but focus, not on the words, not on anything like that, but the actual feeling that you're having in your body. So for example, if I'm having the feeling in the back of my neck and I just focus on it, eventually it'll move and it'll keep shifting and shifting until oftentimes it entirely disappears. 
there's something about being still. It's just better. You know, when you start getting anxious or freak out or, you know, you're upset that somebody canceled the date or anything like that. We're not exactly in the right frame of mind. And the best thing we can do is be still. Because when you're not in the right frame of mind, you just don't make the best of choices. So what takes away our hope? We carry around our stories with us. I had this really cool analogy that came to my mind as I was working with a client recently. We carry around our stories like hobos carry around their little knapsacks. And the reason I like that analogy is because the heavier that knapsack is, because hobos, for whatever reason, carried, they, they carried long sticks. I mean, they, they didn't really think this out. <laughs> Unless there was another purpose for the stick, which, anyways, I digress. The further, the heavier that sack is, because of all the leverage that's on that, I have to pull so much harder to hold, hold on to that and to carry that. Well, every one of us walks around with our past or even our perceived future because of our past in that tiny knapsack. And it gets really heavy. And we don't think properly. It's not, oh my goodness, the world is my oyster. It's, oh my goodness, I'm 38 and my life hasn't worked out the way I want it to. And I don't know if it's going to. Okay. How, how, do, you, how do you have hope when you're trying to do things that you've done before, but you just don't, like, you don't have enough hope to put in the time? We have hope by putting in the time. If you've hoped for years about starting a business, start putting in the time to start a business. The rest will come. If you wanted to write a book for years, put on your schedule to put in the time. The only way you can show your desire is by putting in the time. You have no control over what comes out of that. And the other thing I'll add is I've actually had some really cool experiences. You know, one time I was pursuing this girl and I was trying to think of a really cool thing to do for her birthday. And I was in the temple and the answer kind of just came of, you know, you, you got a client that writes songs. I wonder if they'd write a custom song for you for her. <laughs> and I actually did it and she loved it. The, the reason that I share that is because there, there was something really cool shared. So I'm in the Easter pageant right now. It's this giant outdoor production in, in Mesa, Arizona. And one of the people that spoke, at, we have these devotionals, which is like a 30-minute meeting before the meeting. And one of the things that she spoke about was how in the scene where the Savior is asleep and everybody else around is in this storm, That the Lord is actually just pretending to be asleep, just waiting and hoping and wanting to be asked to help to save them from the storm. Now, then again, afterwards, he also says, oh, ye of little faith or something along those lines. It's okay. 
What, what, what if, what if the Lord is just actively waiting there to be asked for you to help? And I think for so long, we've just been taught this fear towards God. I'm, I'm not worthy of that. No, there's, there's other people that really need help. I, I, I can't take his time. Why would he help me anyways? He'll help you because you're his children. And because he loves you. You know, I had something happen recently that was kind of interesting that goes along these lines. I, there, was a, there was a show that I auditioned for called, well, it's called Beauty and the Beast. It's pretty popular. And, and it's interesting because I didn't really decide that I wanted to do it until a few weeks before the actual audition. And so it took me a while to get my voice back in shape and to tune it up and, and stuff. And it was interesting because right after I submitted my first audition, like after that, they have callbacks. And before I'd even got a callback, the spirit just kind of said to me, Hey, Joseph, like go look online and go find other people that have done Beauty and the Beast and start practicing now. And so I did, I started practicing, I started practicing. And then you guys probably noticed, but my natural speaking voice is that of almost a surfer. That's just how I've always talked. I, I don't know why. Actually, I was, talk, I was talking to a client about this yesterday and, uh, you know, and he asked, you know, why do you talk like that? And the first thought that came to my mind was, you know, I really loved Ninja Turtles and they talked and they talked like that. So I don't know if that's, if that's the truth or that's the case, but it was kind of cool just to have a little bit of a little more insight on, huh, it possibly, it could be like that. You know, I could picture myself with my little turtle toys playing, probably doing the voices or something like that. Anyways, I digress. So because I have this surfer voice, that is not the voice that most stage performers want. And so I actually, I felt to reach out to a friend that, you know, he's in his, uh, he's about 60 or so, and he's directed countless shows countless, including Beauty and the Beast. And I reached out and said, hey, would you be willing to help me, you know, kind of get my speaking voice right? And so we set up a time and we did it. And, you know, and it was interesting because not only did he help me with my speaking voice, he helped me like learn how to not, we didn't focus so much on singing as we did like the lyrics and what they mean and where to put your feeling and everything like that. So, I mean, by the time we were done, I felt pretty good. And then four minutes later, literally four minutes later, I got the email that said, Hey, you weren't, you didn't make the callback and that's okay. And now, now granted, I was surprised. I've got, I've got a pretty good voice, like, but that's okay. I didn't let it get me down. And, and I thought that the timing of things was so interesting. Four minutes after I finished this session with my, with my friend that went for an hour, I get this email. I mean, how awesome is it that Heavenly Father waited till that time, till I had this incredible session with my friend. I mean, he is, he is incredible. The Lord knows what he's doing, even when you don't. And the sooner... We get moving forward with, forward with faith, the sooner you'll get where you want to go.
Now, it might not be exactly the way you planned out or the way you thought it would be. And, and most often, guys, we spend so much more time thinking about what we want to create instead of creating it. We spend so much more time thinking about the right things to do. You know, is this the right thing? Is this what God wants me to do? Trust me. If God doesn't want you to do something, he will tell you very strongly. The other thing coming up for me is about loss. And the song actually comes to me of, by the Goo Goo Dolls called Better Days. And you ask me what I want this year. And I try to make this kind and clear. Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days. And the word that really sticks out there is maybe. He goes on to say, Because I don't need boxes wrapped in strings and designer love and empty things. Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days. That's what all of us want. You know, we think we want you know, all of these, I don't know, nice things and stuff. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it won't feel, fill any holes inside of us. How, how do we really have hope and good things to come when all feels lost? You know, I had an experience, and this was, oh, probably 12, 13, 14, I don't know, some, somewhere between 10 and 15 years ago, where, you know, there, there was a girl, and this was, this was back when I was at BYU, so this was a long time ago, but there was a girl that I was really, really interested in, and things looked to be going pretty well. And because at the time I kind of made her the center of my world, which is actually a really, really bad idea all around. Like people want you to be like, you can't be that available. It's actually attractive when people aren't available. Not like in a fake way. Like it's not like, well, I'm available this day or this day. And every other day I'll be home watching TV, eating cheese puffs. Like, it's not like that. It's like, oh yeah, well, I've got, you know, this, I'm, I'm, I've got this concert i've got this other thing or i'm working on this i'm i'm working on all these different projects but you know I, I can i'd love to see you for this hour or so and and so that that's just a side note like don't make yourself overly available but the thing i'll say so i i went through this time with this you know this uh this girl that i was really into and you know, we had amazing chemistry she, like, I, I went and I performed, I, I performed for the summer somewhere else. And so I didn't, I didn't see her for a little while. And when I got back, it just totally tanked. And it, and it really did. It devastated me. And, and after that happened, I was going to, I was planning on moving rooms to this other guy's room. And he, and we planned on it. He'd agreed to it. And then he sold the room right out in front of me. like. I was literally standing there and I lost it. I really did. For a few days, I just lost it and told people a bunch of things. It wasn't very nice and had a look in my eyes like, I promise you don't want to talk to me right now or I'm going to make you regret it. But, you know, around this time, there was something that happened. 
well, ironically, it was one of my one of my roommates at the time. We started doing P90X, and so the exercise really helped because I, there are those days I just didn't feel like getting out of bed, and I'm really grateful to that roommate. I guess looking back, and I'm just literally seeing this in this moment, I guess it was a lot better that I didn't move rooms. But, you know, we, we did. We started working out, doing, doing a P90X together. And along that, along that time, there was a day that I remember that was just, I don't know, like no earthly words would give me comfort. And I had one of those experiences where you really do feel the spirit wrap you up like a blanket. And I know that that was Jesus Christ. I know that that was him reminding me, hey, you're fine. You've got this. And guys, in the moment, it felt absolutely devastating. It felt like all was lost. The Savior is the high priest of good things to come. The adversary is that person that tells us all is lost. The adversary is the father of discouragement and hopelessness. He's the one that's saying, you're hopeless. You haven't figured life out by this point, then you're not going to figure it out. Oh my goodness, that, yeah, you think you're going to actually get a wonderful person that's going to like you? I mean, you're not perfect. Why, why in the world would they want you? Don't listen to those voices. Like, like the song Home by Philip Phillips says, pay no mind to the demons, they fill you with fear. Actually, this might be something helpful for you guys. Do you know the difference between the feeling of hope and the feeling of doubt and discouragement and despair? Actually, hope's a pretty good, pretty good uh, antonym for dis- for despair, or despair. You know what I mean. Um, so the feeling of hope it fills us with joy, aliveness, peace, all those wonderful feelings. That's how you know it comes from Heavenly Father or whatever you're thinking, or whatever direction you're going. And then there's the hopes that fill you with dread, yuckiness, and just awfulness. Those are the, hope, those are the thoughts that come from the adversary. When you start distinguishing the difference, and sometimes they can get, the adversary can get pretty clever. That's why I call it crazy leprechaun thinking, because it just gets cleverer and cleverer and cleverer. As you start to learn to distinguish the difference between those and just be still and notice, you're like, hey, I'm feeling a bit off right now. What's going on? And just check in with yourself. There's a beautiful song from a musical called Lamb of God. And it's called Here is Hope. This is He who healed our sorrows. Here was bruised and broken. He whose love no end no no end knows, here was forsaken, left all alone. Here despair cries boldly, 
claiming this victory, sweeter peace enfolds me. Hope did not die here, but here was given. Here is hope. He who was rejected, he knows well my longing. He so long expected, carried our burdens for every sorrow. Here is hope. Here is hope. Here is love unbound. Here is love and passion. Here is mercy founded. Hope did not die here, but here was given. And ours is the victory. Here is hope. Guys, I promise you, no matter what you are going through, your life will eventually get better. I know this. Because when we look to God, when we look to our Savior, it does get better. I know that Jesus Christ lives. I've had some wonderful experiences in my life, but regardless of those, we feel peace. That comes from Him. Because of Him, because He died and rose the third day, we get to live again. He conquered death. He conquered sin. He, he made a pathway for us. And you know what? He continues to do it every single day. You get inspirations and you get impressions all the time to do stuff. To move forward in the directions that you desire to move. And he's saying, hey, take this, take this step. Take this step. And we're like, no, you don't understand. I've been through all this stuff. And he's like, I know. But I, I'm right here with you and I can help you. And you just got to take the next step. You know, we recently had, we have a giant conference for our church. I'm, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And every, every six months, we have what's called LDS General Conference. And, and you guys can find any of these talks that I'm talking about. And I, I, I take notes differently when I listen to these. So I don't remember who said this. But he said, just keep going forward with faith in Jesus Christ. All you have to do is go forward. You don't have to know how it's all going to work out. What, what is another word for hope? It's peace and joy. It's peace knowing that you're moving in the right direction, but you still got to move forward. You're going to have doubts. You're going to have discouraging thoughts come in your mind. That's just the way it works. But when you just stop taking them so seriously, and you move forward anyways, regardless of how you're feeling, you will get closer to your goals. You will get closer to those things that you want in your life. Do you know what hope is, guys? Hope is just taking the next step. When you have enough faith to just take the next step, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next, they don't even have to be a perfect step. It's like a little kid when they first start taking their steps, they're wobbly, but they're so excited about taking that step. Hope is just taking the next step. So whatever it is that you desire, that you want, 
take the next step and move forward. Move forward in your goals. Move forward in your dreams. Move forward in your hope. And you might say, Joseph, but it hasn't worked. Well, your life's not over yet. And if you're really struggling with hope and discouragement, like a few times a month, I have Ask Me Anything calls. They're, they're generally on, lately it's been kind of the second and third Mondays at 11 a.m. Arizona time. And for 55 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever it is, like people can come on and, and they can ask me questions and they can talk with me and I'll, I'll actually give them live coaching. There are so many resources for you right in front of you. Kind of like I shared with my friend. I was like, hey, you know, would you mind you know, spending some time with me? And he's like, sure. No, it, was, it wasn't like I was inconveniencing him or anything else. It's like, yeah, man. I, I mean, you know what his, his words actually were? He's like, well, I'm pretty much open for the rest of the weekend. So, you know, for, till the weekend. So let me know when you want to do it. And the Savior is actively waiting. Once again, like, he, like he's there waiting in the boat. You know, it's a Jeffrey R. Holland quote that I've shared plenty of times on here. And he's a religious leader of mine, but he says, God is anxiously waiting for the chance to answer your prayers and fulfill your dreams, just as he always has. But he can't if you don't pray, and he can't if you don't dream. In short, he can't if you don't believe. Something hit me as I read that, and is God is anxiously waiting. I want you to remember a time you were anxiously waiting for that person that you really wanted to take on a date, and you were so excited to be able to take them out. You were just, oh my goodness, this is so cool, this is awesome, and you were a little bit nervous. I want you to picture your Heavenly Father doing that for you, just simply waiting there and saying, hey, put me in, put me in. You know, as I shared before about the analogy of the uh, Savior sleeping, uh, pretending to sleep on the boat because he's just, oh my goodness, okay, there's this awesome storm. They're going to come and ask for help. What if you did? What if you pictured God actively waiting there, you know, just waiting on the other end, waiting for the chance to help you? That is hope. Even when everything in your life hasn't worked to this point, or you feel that way. He is absolutely there. I know he's there. I know he gives us our own tender miracles in the way that he desires, in the way that he wants to. And even when it makes no sense to anybody else in the world, pursue the things that Heavenly Father has inspired you to pursue. There are plenty of times that I've talked to other people that have shared with me how they've just gone forward. Even when it looks, when they just know, like we know, we have that hope, we have that certainty. So again, God is anxiously waiting for the chance to answer your prayers and fulfill your dreams. I mean, you you have no problem ordering on Amazon. It's like, okay, yeah, ordered that. Now, obviously, I'm not comparing Heavenly Father to an Amazon shopping center, but 
Like, they come around and they fulfill our orders all the time. Oh, here you go. Here you go. What if we had the faith to ask Heavenly Father and said, hey, you know what? This is what I'd really like. And then we start having this thought in our inside, like, "Uh uh-oh, wait a second. I I can't do that. No, I'm asking for too much. Oh, no, I've got to be, I've got to be humble. I've got to be, insert whatever you think you have to be. There's a difference between going to God and saying, you will give this to me now. Or if you don't give it to me, you're not God. Then saying, hey, I want to tell you what I want. I want to tell you the life that I want to create. I'm not telling you you have to give it to me. I'm just sharing with you. Like Sometimes just being still and having a conversation with Heavenly Father is amazing. But we allow ourselves to be so busy, myself included, that we don't take that time. And worse, we don't really talk to him. We don't really say, you know what I'd really love to have? Like we're so afraid of saying the wrong step. Like I said before about that scripture of fear towards God is taught by the precepts of men. Don't fear God, love God. He wants everything for you. And he's happy to give it to you when the time is right. So trust him. And then work towards the things that you have been guided to do. And again, remember, hope is simply taking the next step. So guys, I want to wish you a happy Easter. And whatever it is that you have felt inspired to do as a result of listening today, Go do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning, At 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then, that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening.
and go out and live your adventure. Thank you.